to the presence of God. I want you to tune in with this consciousness that God is present. God is here. His presence is here. His glory is here. 
His love is here. His power is here. in our voices. Even as we bless the name of Jesus. The best you and I can offer him is our lives. It's our lives and our hearts and our strength. The Bible says you should love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your might, with all your soul, with all your strength. You want to lift your voice, begin to bless the name of the Lord. These things are greater than the gifts of our substances. Nothing better than a life fully surrendered and fully offered unto God on the altar of sacrifice. Father, we bless you in the name of Jesus. In the psalm of Asaph, the Bible says, And the heavens shall declare his righteousness, for God is judge himself. He says, Hear, O my people, and I will speak. O Israel, and I will testify against I am God, even your God. I will not reprove thee for thy sacrifices or burnt offerings to have been continually be before me. He says, I will take no bullock out of thine house. No, the, no, no, he goats out of thy folks. For every beast of the forest is mine. Beloved, there is nothing better you and I can give him. Not gold, not silver. Not a name. We can't make a name for God. We have a name because his name is higher. And we've chosen to pattern our lives after his name. That's how come some of us have names. That's how come we have names. He says, I will take no block out of the, thy house, nor he goes out of thy foods. For every beast of the forest is mine, and the cattle upon a thousand hills. He says, I know all the fowls. I know all the fowls of the mountains, and the wild beasts of the field are mine. All the fowls of the mountains, they are gods. The wild beasts, the wild beasts on the field, they are all his. He says, if I were hungry, if I, God, were hungry, I would not tell thee, for the world is mine, and the fullness thereof. Therefore offer unto God thanksgiving. Offer unto God thanksgiving. There is nothing. Beloved, there is nothing. There is nothing. No need even trying to think about it. Nothing we can offer God that he has not first given us. Is it money? Is it our own selves? No, we are creatures of His glory. 
His hands have formed us. His Spirit, the breath of the Almighty, has given us inspiration, life, even understanding. Father, we bless you. We bring unto you the sacrifices of our thanksgiving. Holy Spirit, we bless you. We know that every beast of the field is yours. The, cat, the cattle upon a thousand hills. We know all the fowls of the mountains and the wild beasts of the field are yours. If you were hungry, Lord, you will not tell us. The world is yours. And the fullness thereof. You will not eat the flesh of bulls or drink the blood of goats. So therefore, Lord, we bring unto you our thanksgiving, our sacrifices of praise. We sing unto your name, for you alone are deserving of our glory. O Jesus. We pay our vows unto you, Jesus. The cows of our lips. The cows of our lips. The cows of our lips. Oh Jesus. We bless you, Jesus. Oh, glorious one. The exalted one. The highly enthroned God. In the name of Jesus.
Father cleanse me. Jesus even said by himself, says, for this cause or this reason, I sanctify myself. Are we greater than Jesus? No. You need sanctification. You have need for sanctification. You can find what I said in John chapter 17. It says for this cause, oneness, unity. Unity with God. Hallelujah. One thing I want you to be conscious of, even as we are gathered here, is that the presence of the Lord is here. The presence of the Most High God is here. The Holy Spirit is here to heal, to transform, to strengthen, to edify. The Holy Spirit is here to deliver. He is here to impart. Amen. We lift your name. Sanctify me through and through. In the name of Jesus, as I present myself before your throne. Oh God of glory. By the blood, cleanse me. By the blood, purge me. In the name of Jesus. Father, we bless you. We give you glory. In the name of Jesus. Now I want to pray in the language of the Spirit. Pray in the language of the Spirit. Edify yourself. Edify yourself. Build up yourself on your holy, your most holy faith. Oh Lord, build me up. Increase my spiritual stature, muscle strength, power in the name of Jesus. Ya 
intercessions for us with groanings which cannot be uttered in Beloved, you want to pray this last prayer even as we continue and get into the main thing for today. You want to say that, Lord, Holy Spirit, open me up. Open my spirit up to your word. Open my spirit, my soul, up to your word, which is able to be engrafted onto me or into me, able to save my soul. Open me up for an encounter today in the name of Jesus. Speak to me at the point of my need. Minister unto me a word in season. A word that has bearing, oh God, on your will for my life. A word that is able to shift, edify, catapult me into another dimension in the name of Jesus. Lord, oh God, minister your word unto me. A word in season in the name of Jesus Christ. Open my eyes to behold my spirit to be perceptive in the name of Jesus. Empower, empower, grant grace, strengthen. I do not want to leave your presence the same. I don't want to leave your presence the same. Oh God, sanctify me through your truth. Hey, thy word is truth. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus. God bless you. Jesus. 
before God in a space of one minute just talk to God within you maybe you have a personal desire a personal desire a personal need a personal need you just present your request before God in your heart tell him that this is your need that father come to my aid Lord I invite you into my situation Come show yourself strong. Show yourself strong. I don't want to leave here. I don't want to finish listening to this podcast, this message, and go back the same. I don't want to leave here the same. Father, in the name of Jesus, touch my, touch me at the point of my need. Some of us have issues with our sight. When you tell God, Lord, touch me. Like blind Bartimaeus, touch me. Like the lame or the crippled man at the beautiful gate you want to say Lord minister to me maybe you are the woman you are like the woman with the issue of blood 12 years you want to tell God that Lord touch me minister to me in the name of Jesus or yes so yours might be like the woman at the well you probably have heard Three, four, five, seven unsuccessful relationships. Three, four, or five unsuccessful marriages. And you are seeking that God comes through for you. You need stability. You need stability. You need stability. Just tell God that Lord come to my aid tonight. Speak a word to me in season. Minister your spirit unto me in the name of Jesus. Lord, touch me at the need, at the point of my need. Let me encounter your glory. Let me encounter your love. Let me encounter power in the name of Jesus. Father, we bless you. Hallelujah. We want to know you. We want to see you reveal your glory in this place. Let 
session we had, the background to intimacy. I remember that I shared with us, we shared that To know the mind of God or the will of God, we have to walk with God. And to walk with God, or you have to be intimate with God. And to be intimate with God, we need to walk with God. In walking with God, we spend time at His feet. We use the story of Mary and Martha to illustrate. We use that to illustrate how that you can still be close to God or God can still visit you and still you get it wrong. You miss your priorities because you're unable to set your priorities right. It is possible to open your door, the door to your house, to the Lord, in which, in which case your house is your body, your life, your heart, and still be distracted with other things instead of fellowshipping with God. And sometimes the things we are distracted with are not necessarily evil things. They may be good, but we realize that they are not God. And it takes that which is God to please God. Number one, faith. It takes instructions from God to be able to do that which pleases God. And how do we get those instructions when we have not spent time to know the mind of God? To know his will for him to release us hallelujah we looked at the sons of Aaron how that the sons of Aaron at a point in time offered unto God a certain strange incense when God had not commanded them we also noticed that at a point Satan provoked David, in fact, he wanted to, to, to bring the anger of God upon the city of Israel and Judah. So he, 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 he deceived, should I say, how do I even put it? Satan reached out and provoked David to number Israel against the will of God. And we realized that this incurred the anger of God. We went on and on and on. And we came to realize that there is a way to walk with God. If we are to be intimate with God, we have to walk with God. And there is a way to walk with God so as to be intimate with Him. 
so that at any point in time we are not misaligned at any point in time we don't get things wrong at any point in time we don't incur the displeasure of god hallelujah And we realize that there was a man in the Bible called Enoch. He demonstrated this work. And the summary of this work is that he pleased God. How? Through faith. The Bible says Enoch walked with God and he was not for God took him. And then his testimony was that he pleased God. Hallelujah. We realize also that the evidence of walking with God as we mature, we go higher in our walk with God is that people cannot see us without seeing God. It becomes impossible for people to hear us without hearing God. And we delved into some keys, the key of agreement. There were three keys, but I just shared one. I didn't want to really go into that. We also realized that the second key has to do with focus. The third key has to do with pleasing. But that is still not the message for today. We realized that in our walk, one of the key reasons we need to walk with God, we need to be intimate with God because we have the capacity to do so, is because God desires that we become not just anything but will become him be able to represent him be able to demonstrate him be able to reflect his glory in every way at all times hallelujah we realize that association, association breeds assimilation. So if you become associated with God, you walk with God long enough. It wouldn't be long. You begin to exhibit everything that is in God. Because you are assimilating divine matter, divine essence. Soon to resonate with divine semblance. And the moment we begin to resonate demonstrate divine semblance the time comes when the earth becomes unworthy of us so god will have to take us just like enoch everything that looks like the flesh is earthly and that which is spirit that which is heavenly that which is of god is heavenly So if we choose to live our lives in the flesh, then we'll be drawn towards the earth. We can't please God. But the more we please God, the more we look like God, the more heavenly we become. And the more heaven, the heavens draw us. Hallelujah. So assimilation or association breeds assimilation. And assimilation breeds likeness. So if you want to see what you are becoming in life, just take a close look at the people you are working with every now and then. 
Hallelujah. So I'll just, these are the few things I will share. If you want to get the full message on our previous episode of on in, intimacy, you want to go to the previous episodes. I think one of the episodes in the 90s and then listen to the background to this teaching. Today, I promise it's going to be short. It will be a very short session. So I want to go into today's message. We are looking at intimacy with God. The part two, the part two of the series. And this part two is titled, Created and Designed for Intimacy. You were created by God and designed by God for intimacy. God had intimacy with you, intimacy with me. In mind when he was creating and designing you and I in Genesis 1 we saw how God created he created man Genesis 2 Genesis 1 most everything most of it has to do with the spiritual creation of man the spiritual aspect of the creation of man Genesis 2 talks about the physical aspect the, the design the formation hallelujah and it's so man fully came man was in existence but became operational in this material world in genesis 2 though he existed in genesis 1 and we understand the book of genesis to be the book of beginnings so if you want to understand how god the template for all divine performances divine purposes you can find these in the book of genesis can somebody please help us with Genesis 1 and verse 26, verse 26 and 7, 26, 27. As the dew of heaven, Lord, speak to us. Help us in Jesus' name. Amen. Bible says, 
Genesis chapter 1 and verse 26 and 27. And God said, that is Elohim speaking, Let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female created he them <laughs> and god said them anytime god speaks god is up to something new and oftentimes the speakings of god or the speakings of the divine have become cre creative initiatives they are initiations of creation and all of these speakings have begun as ideas and as thoughts in the God realm oftentimes when God wants to do something new in your life or in the life of a believer maybe to start a new business God wants you to pursue a higher degree in your academics. God wants to make you start your ministry full-time. Many a times, these things will come to us as ideas in our spirits. They will come as ideas. Sometimes God will convey them to us audibly through instructions, divine visitations, encounters, or utterances from a prophetic voice. And all of these things are dimensions of the voice of God that either instruct, create, or release a portion of himself to us. Because there are times that the speakings of God to the believer are not just instructions. When God gives you certain words, when God, for instance, gives you a rima, it is God giving you himself. Hallelujah. So God said, let us make man in our image. After our likeness, our image, that is to look like us. So what, how does God look like? Take a look at yourself. Your physical frame. You have a head. You have hands extensions on your body called hands you have a heart so you are capable of loving you have eyes you can see you have legs you can walk you have mouth you can speak the image of god the likeness of god that is to function like god to function like god how does god function an example of how god functions is, is in this very verse Says, let us make man in our own image in Genesis 11 please can someone help us in, with Genesis chapter 11 Genesis 11 verse 1 to 3 Genesis 11 verse, verses 1 through 3 
God bless you, Mr. Eugene. Can you please add the, the, the next three verses to it for me? And the whole earth was of one language and of one speech. And it came to pass as they journeyed from the east that they found a plain in the land of Shina and they dwelt there. And they said one to another, Go to, let us make brick and burn them thoroughly. Can you please help me with the verse 4 and the verse 5? Okay, let me just read from my Bible. Okay, I'm reading from the King James Version of my Bible. And it says, And they said, Go to, let us build a city and a tower whose top may reach unto the heaven, and let us make us a name, lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. Hallelujah. This is, these are men. Men desiring to do that which may look impossible. Hallelujah. I see. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. So you realize that if man was created in the image of God and in the likeness of God, what is the nature of God? God is Father, God is Son, God is Spirit. Hallelujah. God said, let us make man, Elohim. The Hebrew, the Hebrew or the Hebraic uniplural noun for God is Elohim three persons in one let us make man in our own image father spirit son so man became trapezite a threefold being having spirit or yes man being a spirit having a soul and and walking perambulating in a vessel called a body which was made from the earth that is an equivalence to the therapeutic nature of God. That is an equivalence to the therapeutic nature of God. So we see that the whole of Genesis 1 especially displays power. The power of God. But this power is a display of power for the purposes of manifesting love. Manifesting love. Do you know that the power of God in creation is one dimension and the power of God in the resurrection is also a whole another dimension. So it was the beginning of a love story. Even though the object of man the object of God's love and affection later fell. The object of God's intimacy later what deviated from the path of his work with God. 
we understand that God created a species of spiritual beings embodied in flesh so he can interact with them and show his glory to them and showcase his glory through them so oftentimes in the book of Genesis God will come to to man in the garden and, and be like Adam where are you so you are all here and I was asking for a scripture and nobody would even post a scripture I see It says, Adam, where are you? Is God visiting his people? Oftentimes he will come to them in the cool of the day. He will come to them in the cool of the day. Even though these beings were embodied in the flesh, God was longing for an interaction with them. And he had in mind Remember that I said that that Genesis 1 was a display of God's power in creation. Look at all the things that he created. But in there, central to that display of power was the display of power for the purpose of manifesting love. He himself desired fellowship. And beside that, God sought for a bride or a companion for his son. And he thought that he would find that in man. He thought so. So his ultimate purpose for creating man was to provide. It's like a man going to a far country to search for a bride for his son. Abraham did that for Isaac when he sent his servants to go fetch or look for a bride for his son Isaac so God wanted an eternal companion an eternal companion with which Jesus would reign an eternal companion you want to understand that you are created you are designed for intimacy, spirit, soul, and body. God is trapatite. God is trapatite. God is what trapatite. So he has designed man in the same manner. And in his trapatite nature, there is an intimacy, a certain in unity that exists between the three of them through intimacy. That is why they could say, let us. If they were not united, they were not intimate one with another. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God. And the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. The same. Through Him. Don't forget the equation, the graduation or successive graduations of intimacy from be the word existing 
as if it was on its own then the word existing with god as if it has come closer to god and the word now the word being god the word was god that means as if god has now absorbed the word into himself talking about jesus through him was was not anything made that was made they were intimate we will later find that in some other scriptures so god created man as a three part being capable of exhibiting the same word intimacy that existed in the godhead because he had in mind that he wanted to get an eternal companion with which jesus would reign with which jesus would reign after god has made all enemies of jesus his footstool somebody will be like oh but at this time man had not fallen so how how was was god expecting man to fall no no god was expecting man to walk with him god was expecting that with his progressive creation of man he will go on ahead from one state to another to do all divine installations in man needed for man to become a complete being that could what fellowship with god that could have intimacy with god at all levels in the spirit even though god's god's plan was interrupted by sin so understand that god the father god the father has jesus or would have jesus to have an earthly inheritance an earthly companion because he knew eventually that jesus was going to become human if you read revelation chapter 19 you come to understand the foreknowledge of God, the foreshadowing of intimacy. Because you find there in Revelation 19 the marriage supper of the Lamb. It gives us a perfect foreshadow. Hallelujah. So in Genesis 1 and 2, God was looking for people who would be equally yoked to Him in love equally yoked to him in love the psalmist said what is man that thou art so mindful of him or the son of man that thou visitest him god will come to man in the in the garden that he planted eastward of eden and he will come crying out to man visiting man in the cool of the day
So he was looking for people equally yoked to him in love with the capacity to be close to him, not just on earth, which was temporal or which is temporal, but for eternity. Because there was, there was that foreshadowing of what we call the marriage supper of the Lamb. Where we would all be prepared arrayed in glorious majestic royal robes our garment as a bride prepared for her groom you see if you see man he says what is man that thou art mindful of him if you see man and you compare man to the angels you will see a certain difference in the kind of glory that they exude it looks as though the angels are even more dignified and glorified than man But it is not so with the regenerated man, the man with the regenerated spirit. No, it's not so. Such a man has been restored to the glory of God which he lost in the garden. Genesis 1 and Genesis 2. In Genesis 1 and Genesis 2, the man that was created for the glory of God. In Psalm 82, the verse 5 downwards, it says, For thou hast crown him when he talks about what is man that you are so mindful of him or the son of man that you visit him you visit him he says for you've crowned him with glory and with honor that glory was lost man ceded his authority and his glory for that which did not last and so bible says that for all have sinned and falling short of the glory of God. To fall short of that glory means to come, to fall below the measure of the glory we are supposed to be carrying. Because beings of glory, we are supposed to, we are supposed to carry and radiate, express a certain glory. We have, we have lost it. We have fallen short. So curse, it means that, wait, eh? you see, glory comes in weight. Whereas glory is being weighty a curse is a state of weightlessness a curse is a state of weightlessness hallelujah so man fell short man became weightless but when man is regenerated by the spirit this glory is restored God prepares man. God restores man. God redecorates man. So the question of what is man, the answer to that question becomes what? More meaningful. This time around, man has become God. Hallelujah. 
So now let's go back to Genesis 1 verse 26. Image and likeness. What does that mean? Or what is that supposed to mean? It means that God has designed the human spirit with capacity for intimate partnership with God. Don't forget, the Bible says, God is spirit, right? John chapter 4. If you read from the verse 20 downwards, okay, God bless you, minister. Amen. And God said, let us make man in our own image after our likeness and let them. So, it is in the image and the likeness of God that man is able to exercise dominion. So man that has lost the image and the likeness of God is not able to exercise dominion over creation at the capacity, the full extent or degree which God intended it in his original plan in Genesis 1 and 2. There is a certain degree, he was talking about absolute dominion, taming everything, bringing everything under subjection, under, under subjection to, to, to the power of God, the authority of God that we carry, we wield. So that we can dominate our environment, dominate the stars, the planetary spaces, dominate the spirit realm, dominate every creeping, walking, flying thing on the face of the earth. That was God's plan. So, Bible makes us understand the angels even marvel. They, they marvel at this mystery called man. A spirit having a personality called a soul, living in a body and being able to blend all these, these three successfully and being able to fellowship with a, as the supreme deity or being called God that they are bowing in reverence to him. Man existed as a mystery to these divine beings. Image and likeness. Image and likeness. So man has the, 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 the number one footprint of God which is spirit. God is spirit. God designed you, the human spirit with capacity for intimate partnership with God. Without this capacity, we cannot host God. Ask yourself, how can God dwell in you? How, how, what, is, what is your size? Where is God in the first place? God is not in North America. He's not in South America. God is not in um, um, Togo. God is not in Ghana. God, God is bigger than this. He's everywhere. And Bible makes us understand that this God lives in, in us, in our spirit. So does it mean that we have the whole world in us? Yes. You are bigger than the world. That is why God would, he says, <laughs> Oh my God. What shall it profit a man? What if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Your soul is, your, your soul, even your soul is compared, your soul alone, your spirit aside. Is compared to the entire world understand that your spirit is a chip from the old block like father we are rocks that are, we, are, we are stones hewn from the eternal rock of ages 
and if that rock of ages has infinite worth then the value of of the stones that are hewn from this eternal rock ha the value is unquantifiable it's priceless it can't be estimated it cannot be estimated that is why he said what is man trying to value you know real estate um, 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 uh, property owners or those who are into real estate they try to value properties as God's property or as God's properties creatures for his pleasure angels and devils have tried to value man what is man but you can't value a man who is with God a man who has God no Ah, yes, 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 yes. Stephanie is not here. Yes. Real estate people, don't you value properties? Yes, you do. <laughs> you value, yes. You value, um, that is based on that you design your mortgage plans and what have you, in terms of leasing the properties and how you are going to sell and all of that. Putting prices, percentage discounts and all of that. I think my little knowledge about investment so the bible has all occupations in it thank you sir <laughs> the bible has every occupation i've seen many of them in, in the bible so man is spirit number one and the capacity you see god has designed your spirit in such a way that you can host him wherever you are you don't have to carry god with you like a handbag you like the ladies carry their handbag last time i went for a meeting recently and a lady forgot her bag it took grace she would have lost everything in that bag she would have lost everything so our god is bigger than the smaller gods and all those entities All those entities all those entities that is why we have capacity for intimate partnership with God what is this partnership the other time we looked at it we said can two work except they be agreed in not work with God it takes spirit to walk with spirit. It takes spirit to host spirits. It's only in our domain, the earth realm, that when spirits desiring, when spirit desire to find expression or to operate, they need a body to possess. So God designed a, a whole new race of created beings called humans. And these humans are to actually participate in the fellowship of the Trinity. Don't forget, I keep saying the fellowship of oneness. The fellowship of oneness. The fellowship of oneness. According as this divine power has given unto us all things that pertain to life and godliness, through the knowledge of him who has called us to glory, and virtue hallelujah 
please let's go to john chapter 1 the verse 1 to 4. understand that the father the spirit and the son have delighted in this fellowship right from eternity the father the spirit and the son have delighted in this fellowship all the way from eternity in the beginning Bible makes understand this was the beginning before all beginnings in the beginning the word in the in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God the same this same word was in the beginning with God everything all things spiritual and physical were made by him that word and without him was not anything made that was made so if you you have your existence or you came into existence without the participation of this word who is master creator and the builder of all things then you don't have existence you never came into existence before god you don't exist it says in him was life and the life was the light of all men but we'll stick to the theme so we can see this fellowship between the father the spirit the son from the beginning you can also find that in matthew 28 verse 19 minister Eben, please matthew 28 verse 19 minister cassandra please you can help us with first john chapter 5 verse 7. It says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name. Not in the names, in the name. I think the root word there is onoma or so. I think it's onoma, name, singular. Singular, onoma. The name of the Father, not names of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Divine union absolute divine union inseparable union intimacy god bless you ministers Eben and cassandra he says for there are three that bear record in heaven the other realm which is of a higher frequency which transcends the the, the life on earth this ethereal material world and space called earth it says the father the word and the holy ghost and these three are intimate they are one they are one what is man that you are mindful of him understand that angels do not have access to this privilege which god accorded man so they get to stand by and observe stand by and watch stand by and watch 
sit back and desire to look into even our salvation hallelujah so in genesis 2 verse 18 please can somebody help us genesis 2 verse 18 21 22 23 24 and 25 i want to read from here it says and the the lord god said it is not good that man should be alone i will make him and help me for him and the lord god caused a deep sleep to fall upon adam and he slept and he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh in, instead thereof and the rib which the lord god had taken from man made he a woman and brought her unto the man and adam said this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh she shall be called woman because she was taken out of man therefore shall a man leave his father and mother and shall cleave unto his wife and they shall be one flesh and they were both naked the man and his wife and were not ashamed <laughs> do you see the mystery of god at work in genesis 1 26 man existed as one then god separated man in genesis 2 18 18 to 25 he separated man he separated man only to bring man back together again as one man will have to leave again to cleave god employs the purposes of marriage to explain what he desires to show us about the kingdom, about the marriage supper of the Lamb, about his union with mankind, the church, the bride, the ecclesia. God employs also the family to, to unveil unto us the purposes of, the, of his mystery of desiring to, to raise for himself a family in zion let us make man not men then in genesis chapter 2 later we came to see men so the man in genesis 26 was separated in two and after the separation You'll see, you, you'll be like, ah, what kind of mason or, or architect is this? Cry, you design the thing together, then later on you say, oh, let the balcony be here and let this be here. Then later on you want to bring everything back together. It is God trying to use separation and unification to what? To give us a whole picture, build a picture, a whole picture of the revelation of his glory to us. It is not for nothing. It is not good for man. It's not good that the man should be alone. I will make him and help meet for him. And help meet. An intimate partner. Somebody who will be by his side. So for because the companion of man was going to come from the side of man, what did God do? God took the rib of a man from the side of the man and made for him a companion how did he do that and the lord god caused a deep sleep to fall upon adam and he slept 
and he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof and the rib which the lord god had taken from man made he a woman and brought her unto the man so man later became man and adam said this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh she shall be called woman because she was taken out of man we were also taken out of god how do we know we we're taken out of god we we're taken out of god because when he had formed man he breathed it was god's exhale that became our inhale our spirit god's exhale became our inhale so god has lost a part of himself he has left it to us, given it to us, so that later on we will cleave to him. We will leave everything in this world to cleave again back to him. We were with him in eternity. Then he separated us from himself, within himself. Put a part of himself, his spirit, his breath, trapped it in a, in a vessel called flesh. And he says that, I will give this vessel, my, I will give them myself, and leave them to their will and test their will and allow them to exercise their own will back again in choosing me to leave everything and cleave back to me in intimacy because I have given them the, the, the all that it, it, it is required the requirement the capacity in the spirit to host me the ability to maintain to sanctify their vessels called the body to host me when they come to the understanding that their bodies are my temple because i desire to tabernacle among men and the rib which the lord god had taken from the man made he a woman and brought her unto the man and adam said this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh Bible says, therefore shall a man, a man leave his father and mother, and he shall cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh. So, God is expecting that we leave, love not the world, nor the things that are in the world. For all these things that are in the world, the last of the flesh, the last of the eye, they are not of the father and if anyone loves the world the love of the father is not in him so he created us and placed us in the world but the world shouldn't become our com our intimate companion the world should be a place that we can live in order to cleave back to our source Bible says, and they were both naked, and the man and his wife, and they were both naked, the man and his wife, and were not ashamed. When you come to the place of true intimacy, where you can you can lose yourself before God, before your partner, you realize that there is nothing to be ashamed of. You are ashamed because you have things to hide. We are ashamed because we, we, we desire to show some parts of us to God and keep some parts to ourselves. 
verse 24 says that genesis 2 verse 24 therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife and they shall be one flesh why should why should the two come back together because god's glory is only fully expressed when his glory in male and female are brought back together or is brought back together into a unified whole Please, can someone help us with Genesis 20, Revelation 20, 21 verse 3, Revelation chapter 21 verse 3. We are wrapping up soon. God bless you, Mr. Eben. The Bible says, And I heard a great voice out of heaven, saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. And God Himself shall be with them and be their God. With tabernacle is a body. Is the body. God wants you to be His people. God wants us to be His people. He wants to be with us and be our God. He wants to be our bride, our groom, and we His bride. And for Him to be able to dwell, in his tabernacle he has to bring it with us he has to make us his tabernacles he brought it among men so he can come down with his his foreknowledge with his already glorious eternal plans of fellowship intimacy with man in mind So the tabernacle of God is on earth. That it has come. Revelation says that, And I heard a great voice out of heaven, God bless me, Mr. Cassandra, saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. The tabernacle of God being on earth, that is to mean God's abode, his dwelling, his throne. Why would God want to leave heaven and dwell on earth among men? That answer is simple, intimacy. Yes, men are something. You, we have no we have no idea the kind of privilege we have to host the creator of all things in us and with us why should it be noised from heaven because this was uncommon it was unheard of it was noise with a great voice out of heaven Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men. God is going to dwell with the people of the earth. Oh, God, God has created a different species, a different species of beings 
they have spirit, yes, they can function in the physical. And God created them to be with spirits so that they can host him and then he can fellowship with them. Their spirit becomes the, the point of interface. For God to be able to dwell in them, have intimacy with them, and even move and, and, and interact with them. Move among men. How the Father longs for our belonging so that we'll be His people. So that He'll be with us and be in us and be our God. But why this privilege? Good question. You didn't want heaven without us. So Jesus, you brought heaven down. Oh Jesus. You didn't want heaven without me. So Jesus, you brought heaven down. My sin was great, your love was greater. Oh, he says, what can separate us now? What a wonderful name. Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. So that the world knoweth not us, because the world knew him not. First John 4, verse 4 now says that, it says, Be of good cheer, or ye are of God, little children, and have, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. God bless you, Mr. Eben. I was struggling with it. He says, ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Why should God now be in you? Because there is somebody out there also in the world trying to do what God wants to do in you. Because God has found a tabernacle with you a place he can live he can tabernacle so you are perambulating divine device divine entity you are a perambulating tabernacle of god you have no idea what you carry and who carries you Let's look at intimacy. God's special design of the human spirit, soul, and body for intimacy. This was just briefing. Revelation 3 20. 1 John 4, verse 4. We have seen 1 John chapter 4. Shut up, I come in. 
God bless you. Minister Cassandra, Minister Eugene, and Minister Ebenezer. I says, Behold, I stand at the door of the man with the, un the unregenerated spirit, the natural man, the fallen man. I stand at the door, the, the door to the house, the tabernacle, the temple, the body, the door to the heart of my church, of my bride, of my own creation that I long for intimacy with and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him communion intimacy and he with me i will come in i will come in now this expresses that infinite capacity of the human spirit to be able to host god in intimacy god has designed our spirit in such a way that it can be intertwined with the divine spirit. It can host God. First John 1 John 1.12 also tells us the same thing. But as many as received him to them gave he power to become the sons of God. He gave them power as many as received him into themselves. Beloved, my brothers and sisters, let us understand that angels and animals, angels as powerful as they are, okay, in the, the Bible describes them as creatures or beings that excel in glory and in might. They are powerful. Bible makes us understand that When Lucifer fell, his tail was able, that is deception, was able to sweep down a third of the stars of heaven. Lucifer is an angel. One of the most magnificent angels. What that means is that if one angel is able to bring down a third of the stars, and do you know the size of a star in the universe? The size of one star is about one million times the size of the earth and the sun is an average star so an average star is it's like one of the smallest stars actually that is what it means because it's, a, it's, it's one of the smallest stars and even the sun itself is mo, mo, a, a million times bigger than the earth so if there are the other stars are bigger than the sun and you know there are scientists have told us that there are as many stars in the vast expanse of the universe as there are sand at the seashore then ask yourself an angel being able to bring down a third of the stars to tell you that an angel in his full glory is dangerous is capable of doing so much damage to the earth
So angels are that powerful, and yet angels and animals, as, as powerful as angels are, they cannot receive the Holy Spirit and partake. They can't receive the Spirit of God. They can't host God in them and partake in the glory of God like men who bear the image and the likeness of God because the qualification to partake in this is to have the original blueprint of God his image and his likeness looking like him and being able to function like him that is why the angels only serve as pleasure so you and I can be intimate with God we can see God we can desire for more of God we can say God I need more of you and host more of his power more of his glory more of his presence in us because the way he has wired our spirit there is capacity capacity there is the room we have that blueprint legal 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 ability and the legal right understand that the first man that was created became a living soul the second adam became a life-giving spirit so what's and if if god's second adam that he brought became a life-giving spirit which shows the progress god made with his plan then it suggests to me that even though or even when man had not fallen in the garden of eden god still had in mind the plan or that idea to bring man to another level another level in him God had in mind making man a life-giving spirit, just like himself. Just like him. Number two. How, what is the nature of the soul of man? How are we wired for intimacy? First Corinthians chapter 2 verse 16. Minister Aben, you can help us with that. And minister Cassandra Philippians chapter 2 verse 5 and any other person please you can help us with 2nd Corinthians 11 verse 3 you understand also that our souls exhibit all the characters and the natures of God we have the mind of Christ it it, it exists and can be hosted in the regenerated human spirit or the regenerated human soul the mind of Christ can be hosted in the regenerated human spirit and the human soul under regeneration or in the process of regeneration can give expression to the mind of God just as God has a mind Man has a mind, emotions, intellect, will. The summary of this is that man has a personality just like God.
Alright, God bless you for the scriptures. For who hath known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? It means that when in a day you're able to lay hold on the mind of God or you realize you have the mind of God, you know that you are able to also instruct God. God is God is not only capable of using you for his purposes, you realize you can also use God. This is not blasphemy, this is not heretic, it is it is truth. You can also even men like Elijah in the Old Testament were able to use God for their purposes. He says, by my word, there will be no rain in a space of three and a half years. And then there was no rain. And they went around looking for him. The king sent men to look for him. The king thought it was a joke. He didn't know he was dealing with a man in the image and in the likeness of God who carried power and glory and authority. So we can use God in quote, use, quote unquote, use God for our purposes. I'm not talking about abusing God or trying to, I mean, prostitute God and his gifts, no. Who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ. That's 1 Corinthians 2 verse 16. So we have the mind of Christ. In the Old Testament, while or while we were not yet born again, it wasn't so. But the moment we, we become born again and he, he lives in us, that mind comes into us. And the truth is that, that the mind of Christ, we now have the mind of Christ, doesn't mean that it is easily accessible to us. Somebody will be like, why would we say we have the mind of Christ and we still have to see God or his opinion on certain things? It's because that mind has to be unveiled unto us. We have to access that mind. It is not physical. It is not literal. It is not in your brain. It is in the spirit. The mind of Christ is not in my brain. It is in my spirit. And to be able to get it, to apprehend that mind, ascertain it, I need to ascend through prayer, worship, ministering unto the Lord. Then I get to know the mind of God. I need to study the word. In Isaiah 55 or so, he says that, he says, your ways as far as the heavens above the earth, so are my ways above your ways and my thoughts above yours. It wasn't so. But when the veil of the temple was torn in twain and his blood was presented at the mercy seat and then man by virtue of this sacrifice could be born again, regenerated. That new regenerated is a regening. It has to do. It has something to do with genetics, genetic engineering, or genetic recombinant technology. It is God saying that I delete this thing and I I put this new thing there, and and then I am I am tweaking your gene, your human essence, the and the sum total of your genetic pool remodifying it to shift you from the, the 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 human class to the god class the divine class so that you can be able to have access to things that are divine things that are heavenly So with this regeneration, we're able to get a mind. 
the mind of Christ with through the spirit of Christ in us the spirit of Christ grants us access to the mind of Christ in 2nd Corinthians 11 3 says but I fear lest by any means as a serpent beguiled Eve through the, his subtlety so your mind should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ that is all the devil is trying to do the corruption is a distraction he knows if we should stay the course focus on God walk according to the mind of Christ in us we will be able to obtain all inheritances in Christ so he seeks to corrupt to distract like like the way Martha was distracted with March 7 and was seeking men to to come and also join her in his in her distraction she saw that Mary will come and join her as well Philippians 2 5 says, Let this mind be in you, which also was also in Christ Jesus. So if that mind can be in Christ Jesus, then it can be in you. If Christ Jesus could host a certain mindset, then you, who has been created in his image and his likeness, in his image that is to look like him, and in his likeness that is to function like him, if he was able to function by, by hosting a certain mindset, and you have that likeness you can also what host him you can also have that mindset host that mindset in you so man is a mystery at the level of the spirit man is a mystery the level of the soul the level of the body first corinthians 6 verse 19 so just to touch a little bit on uh, on the, the soul which is which forms the personality of man you see that God exhibits emotions the Spirit of God can be grieved you can grieve the Holy Spirit with which you are sealed unto salvation God can be angered God <laughs> God has intelligence he has intellect he said let us make man they came together thinking Man also has intellect, intellectual capacity, ability to even create sophisticated machines. God was able to exercise or sometimes restrain his will. Genesis 8, we saw how that God came down. He says that the, 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 the abomination of the city of Sodom and Gomorrah had come before him. So he would go down and see what this city they are doing. So what did God do? He came down. He came as three men. God came down as three men. It's just like the Father, God the Father, taking on one flesh, the Son, another flesh as a man, then the Spirit as another flesh. Yes. Genesis 18, you can read the whole account. God came and He said, You go down. He, he, when, he, when He came physically as a being, Maybe you, you read it, but maybe you've not seen, you've not taken note of it in the Bible. It says, I will go down. I wish somebody could look for that scripture and, 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 and share it with us here. It says, and see the city. Watch and see the, 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 that, that abomination. The perversion in the city of Sodom and Gomorrah. And we understand that Abraham, having worked with God, you see, 
when you become you walk with God to a certain level you become so sensitive and intimate with God that irrespective of the form that God takes when God comes to town you still know you you still know that God has come to town you won't miss God you can't miss God you can't miss God whether he comes as a madman excuse me to say whether he comes even as a bird like the dove that descended on on on, on Jesus when he was being baptized or if even if God should come as another entity I will go down now and see whether they have done all together according to the city the cry of it which is come unto me and if not I will know so God is exercising his will to go down to destroy but you later find out that Abraham intercepted he tried to what to, to, to refrain, cause get God to refrain his will from he refrain himself from exercising his will to destroy the city of Sodom and Gomorrah. He pled with God. If you find 50 righteous people, will you go ahead? God says no. Then he kept pleading intercession. What about 25? He says, I won't. What about 23? 5. God says, I won't. He kept doing it. Even five. But God could not find five righteous people. Just five. And you know what that meant? He says, ye are the salt of the earth. Matthew 5, 13. And if the salt loses its flavor, wherewith shall it be salted? The righteous people in a city, Christians in a city, intimate people with God in a place, they become the salt that preserve that land and that space. They present the land from corruption and destruction and perversions of all kinds. So that such places will not lose their taste because anytime a place, a territory, a people begin to lose their taste, they become abominable to God. They attract the judgment of God. So God says that, Lord, you and Lord, your nephew, leave. Ask yourself in the family, how did Abraham know that God had come down? How did Abraham know? For him to tell his wife Sarah to save. Oh, God bless you, Minister Eugene. And God, and the, the Lord said, if I find 50 righteous people in the city of Sodom, I will spare the whole place for, for their sin their sake then abram spoke up again now that i have been so bold to speak to you to the lord that i'm not nothing that but dust and blah blah if life <laughs> what if the number of the righteous is five less than 50 will you destroy the whole city for lack of five people if i find 45 you see bargaining power this is marketing 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 but it is over the souls of men God bless you so much. It went down all the way to five, I tell you. And God could not find. And you see, the quantity of soup you prepare, the quantity of stew you prepare, determines the quantity of salt you should put in that soup. So the land of Sodom, in its size, requires a certain number of righteous people for God to be able to preserve that land. If you can't find that, if you can't find it, he can't preserve the land. The land can't be preserved. Without adequate salt in your soup, because the soup is too much and you put very little salt in it, it will not taste. It will be as though, no matter how much ingredient, as rich ingredients as you may put into the soup, it will still seem not palatable and tasteless. 
because there is no adequate soul. So what happened? Shall I show you a mystery? Bible says that when he told them not to look back, not to have fellowship with that which is separating them from, and they went out as they fled the city of Sodom, or the land of Sodom, Lot, Lot's wife turned back. What did Lot's wife become? A pillar of salt. A pillar of salt. But that is not the message. We realize that God said that he wouldn't destroy the city if he found the minimum required number. Eventually, did it happen? No. Did God eventually destroy the city? Yes. So God has a will just like man. Or man, man has a will just like God. Now, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19. And then we will bring today's session to a close. Queen Star, God bless you. God bless you. Jennifer, God bless you. 1 Corinthians 6 and verse 19. What? Know ye not that your bodies are the temple of, of God? Please, can you help me with that scripture? 1 Corinthians 6 verse 19. It says, What? Know ye not that your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God? This Holy Spirit proceeds from God and the two of them together with the son are one in intimate union so you are not your own you are not your own so if god can dwell our bodies can host god in intimacy in oneness our bodies can hold god because our bodies are the temple of god he has designed it in such a way that he can dwell that is why when when you are worshiping and then the glory of god saturates your spirit so much and you are fully saturated with his presence and his glory then you, you begin to feel even your flesh response you can host the presence of god so much so that things begin to leave your body i've, it, I've experienced this several times i've had I, I remember having an infection and i'll be praying and worshiping and as i pray and i worship intensely i break into a certain level or dimension or realm in the spirit feeling so much of the intense glory of god and then I, I i begin to feel you see when i when i i begin to feel some movement in my body as if something is 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 breaking my my flesh breaking me all over my body and when i go and sleep and wake up the following day sometimes the places where the rashes were will just bend down it, it's as if that part of the, the skin has been burnt and the whole thing leaves as you see sometimes you apply ointment to those places you apply ointment to certain surfaces where you have infection and then the ointment causes those rashes to burn off to die and then you see scars like 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 um and the skin in that area begins to peel off that is the same thing that happens the body when it interacts with the glory the presence of god is it even responds it changes hallelujah But however, it is not possible until we have, we have let God in, into our lives. And we allow him to have his place, his, have his room. Other than that, 
Psalm 82 verse 5 says, They know not, neither do they understand, or neither will they understand. Because of that lack of this knowledge, lack of the knowledge that we were created for His glory, and to function fully, to enjoy life fully, we have to allow God, we have to allow God to dwell in us. We have to seek and pursue intimacy and the knowledge of God. Without this understanding, we go on. We go on to walk in darkness. We go on to walk in darkness. They walk on in darkness. Ignorance. And because the men to whom God has entrusted the world or the earth are walking on in darkness, the foundations of the earth are out of course. But when you come to that accurate knowledge and that understanding, you walk in the light. There is a certain work the believer is supposed to walk. Psalm 1 verse 1 talks about that. As in Ephesians 5, it is a work of circumspection. In Psalm 1, 1, it's a work of separation, consecration. In, in, in Genesis chapter 5, 23, 24, it's a work of intimacy. You consecrate yourself from the world. You leave so you can cleave. Leave the world to cleave to your God. Well, you know, you walk on in darkness. You walk on in darkness. You walk the walk of Enoch. It was a walk of intimacy. Why? Because Enoch said, the psalmist said, I have said, ye are gods, and all of you are children of the Most High. Ye are gods. Ye are gods. Ye are gods. Beloved, you are a God. You are a God. That is why you can host God. You are a God. That is why you can divinity tabernacles in you. You are a God. You are a God. And all the days of Enoch were 360 and 5 years. And Enoch walked with God and he was not for God took him. You are a God. You are a God. That is why God is seeking intimacy with you. He designed you as such. This moment, even as we bring this teaching to an end, with all these things unveiled to us, these truths unveiled to us with the knowledge, now we know. It says they know not, neither do they understand. Now we know. They know not, neither will they understand. Now we know. We know that we are created, we are designed for intimacy. And by that design, there is a certain walk we are supposed to walk in life. So, want to lift our voices, lift your heart, lift your voice. Thank God for today's encounter. Bless the name of the Lord. Give Him glory. Give Him honor. Give Him thanks. Give Him adoration for enlightening us in the name of Jesus. Lord, you are worthy. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh God, la toni mi kapaya, radimini kovahaya. Oh Jesus, thank you for your word.
Thank you for your word. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your word. Enlightenment. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. You are faithful God. Oh God. For the hearing of faith. In the name of Jesus. For enlightening us. According to your word. Lord we know. We pray for understanding. Deeper understanding. So we will walk the right walk. And talk the right talk. Not in ignorance anymore. For we understand we are God's. We bless you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for your word in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you for joining in fellowship tonight. How many of us are blessed or how many of us were blessed by today's ministration? What the Spirit of God had to share with us. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Wow. The more we understand who we are, the better we can function in God and in this world. Yes. They know not. Neither would they understand. That is why they go on to walk. They go on to walk in darkness. You'll be struggling. If you don't know that you are the son of the president of Ghana, or Rwanda or South Africa or the United States you may go ahead act beggarly walk ignorantly behave like a poor person and a destitute person not knowing all the rights that you have the privileges of acts how that you are of a certain royal or presidential bloodline knowledge is that powerful hallelujah you are a God. We are gods. It's not blasphemy. Jesus even said it. We are gods. So now, please, if you are joining us for the first time, I want you to click on the plus button beside the name, Burning Ones, to follow us if you haven't followed us. And in case you are just joining us for the first time, like I already said, or you are joining us for the first time in this session, understand that there was a previous teaching on the background to intimacy. How we, be, we live life of struggles and errors and sinning and a, a life of displeasure to God when we don't walk in intimacy. So that, is, that was the first session, intimacy. Intimacy with God, the background is available. We publish it on a podcast. You can just click on the icon, Burning Ones, and look beneath the dashboard. Don't go to live show or live cast. Go to the next one. That is um, published podcast. When you click on it, it's going to open up so that you, you'll be able to have access to all the teachings. They are all for free. Amen. All our teachings are available for free. So you can listen for free, download for free. Amen. But just do one thing for us. Share the ministry. Invite friends and family. Share to people home and abroad. People in your local country. People outside of your local country. 
Amen. So that they can equally be blessed in Jesus' name. It's all part of our soul winning strategies. Alright, so now may the Lord bless and keep you. May God cause his face to shine upon you. May the Lord be gracious unto you and give you peace in the name of Jesus. Beloved, you are blessed. You are blessed. May God grant you grace to continuously be intimate with him in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. So we meet again, God willing, tomorrow at 10.30 p.m. West African time or 22.30 GMT or UTC. 22.30 GMT or UTC. That is tomorrow, God willing. Take note and you can make a date. Until then, please keep burning for Jesus. Talk to somebody about Jesus. Remember that God is counting on you. Shalom, people of God. I love you all. I love you all so, so, so much. So take care. Bye, 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 bye. Everybody lift it up.